The revolution is upon us. The future of physical music is in our hands. Join the fight. This is the Wax Cast. Hey, this is the WaxCast. I'm TJ. I'm Andy. And we're with GetItOnVinyl.com. So thanks so much for joining us tonight. We're very excited to, to have you on board here. Um, for those who are unfamiliar, the WaxCast is a weekly broadcast where we talk about the industry, the, the vinyl record industry. The, you know, whatever catches our fancy, really, as long as it's music related. You used the word fancy. I did use Very fancy. well. Good Thank job. You. Good job. <laughs> um, tonight, uh, in, in the vein of that, if you followed our podcast or Waxcast for since it's we started, wax it's Waxcast. Wax it's definitely Waxcast. <laughs> um, you know that we have we we started off always talking about the industry only, and especially mm-hmm. things that are making us mad. Yeah, and we we frequently reference what we call the digital standard. Yeah, people asked us early on. They said, "Hey, why are you so against digital music and digital format?" And, you know, and and our response is that we're we're not against digital music um we, we understand that there's a coexistence between the two and there there's mm-hmm. there's absolutely a place a need a time and all of that for digital mm-hmm. um along with physical but uh what we are against what we like always refer to as the digital standard mm-hmm. and the digital standard as we as we said is the idea and the mindset that music uh is best discovered bought and enjoyed and listened to on a digital format only. Exactly. And that's what we were against. Uh, and we continue that fight. When we started in 2012, uh, we were Apple was the big player for the digital standard. Yep. They were number one with the downloads and the and the um, they were just starting their streaming, getting their streaming. Yeah, yeah. Going. It wasn't quite established. It was in the process of being established, and and they were the big dog at the time. They were the only one, and so that's where all of our our energies uh, went. Our, our energy, yeah. anger, whatever. You in fact, call I think it. earlier on it was just this. <laughs> we, we we casually mentioned Spotify because they weren't a major player. Well, yeah, I mean, because I mean, even at the time it was Pandora, but yeah. Um, yeah, Spotify just wasn't really on the scene, and people hadn't caught on to it quite yet. But now it's the the times have changed, and I would it's it's fair to say now that by all intents and purposes, Spotify is the new digital standard. Yeah. Uh, Spotify, uh, for those of you who are uh, not aware of what's been going on in the news in the last month or so, Spotify went public. Um, and in exchange, uh, while they're building their catalog in order to get the big labels uh, mechanical rights to their songs, uh, to play their songs and get their catalog up to date, they exchanged a lot of um, equity in the company mm-hmm. in exchange for those catalogs. And so with Spotify going public, uh, they really set the standard that they are the new digital standard, in my opinion. Yeah. And they they have said that they are, and, and you can read the quote on the screen now, it says, we are the R&D department for the entire music industry. The entire music the industry. The entire music industry, Spotify is claiming to be the R&D department. In fact, there was another quote that I don't have on here that said they are now the record store as well. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm trying to keep this podcast uh, good for the iTunes and other <laughs> stitchers and keep it non-expletive, but you can yeah. just imagine what I have to say about that. But uh, with that in mind, they've been very public uh, that they think they are the future of what music will be for years to come. Uh, from from discovery to ownership to to listening, they are the new digital standard. Yeah, and therefore, enemy number one. Yep, all of our energy is now directed <laughs> at you, Spotify. That's right. So, <laughs> congratulations, Spotify. You are now our new enemy number one. <laughs> but with that in mind, um, we commonly what I've always said from the beginning, we've said from the beginning, mm-hmm. is that you can't build a company on giving away music for free. And yeah, if 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 you could. 
uh, we would. Yeah, but you, you can't. <laughs> there's no money in free. There is no yeah. money in free. Yeah. And uh, there's a whole other argument that we could say for our for our, some of our articles on the Wax Press mm-hmm. on the website. Uh, but it seems that we're not the only ones thinking about this because uh, right after they went public, Warner sold 75% of their shares. Uh, they were getting out while the getting was good. At least that's my opinion. <laughs> Uh, yeah, now, I, we don't speak for them or why they did things. And they had a nice little, you know, uh, textbook answer of why they sold the, sold their shares. But, and, and you know what? Warner wasn't the only one that sold it too. Sony sold about half of theirs almost immediately as well. Yeah. I think they just said, Hey, we're going to get out while there's still some money to be getting out of this. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Spotify has definitely gone all in and trying to make themselves the only major player, in my opinion, in the streaming music industry anymore, and they want to be the whole enchilada. Yeah. Now, it's really easy to listen to our opinion, and we ha- def- we definitely have one. Yeah. But <laughs> with the relaunch of the WaxCast, uh, we wanted to talk to experts. We want yeah. to talk to people who were actively involved with uh, these things. Exactly, people that are more in, into the industry. and Nobody into, wants uh, to listen to us talk about this yeah, for so long. Yeah, so yeah. we are bringing in experts uh, <laughs> when we ever talk about in- things, and – one of the big things that we are always fighting for is independent labels, independent record stores, and independent, independent artists. artists. So with that in mind, we are bringing in what, well, pretty much the Get It On Vinyl resident DIY musician, Mr. <laughs> Mark with a C. We'll bring him in here. There he is. So uh, Mark has been our friend for a, a lot of years and, and has been gracious enough to uh, give us some of his time tonight. Uh, Mark, how you doing? I'm all right. I'm all right. Thanks for asking. How you doing? How you doing? We're doing good. We're doing good. I, I appreciate you getting on board with us tonight. I know you had already had another engagement this evening, so we appreciate you taking the time. Um, we have some general questions, um, so if you don't mind, we're kind of jump right into that and get your opinion on some things. Sure. Um, just so you know, I, I'm getting this weird uh, echo when I talk. Oh, never mind. It's gone. I was, so okay. I was going to say, if you saw me doing this constantly, it wasn't. You know, I'm I, I'm not an ANSI meth addict or something. Sure. I just, well, it's probably on our side of things too. We're still learning everything and trying to make things perfect. So, <laughs> but uh, yes, please fire away. I'm happy to okay. answer whatever I can for you. All right, um, Mark, uh, as an independent musician, uh, did you create a direct account? Well, let's let's back up one step. Uh, is is your music available on Spotify? Uh, yeah, a good portion of the catalog is. Yeah. Okay. Um, as an independent musician, uh, when did you create a direct account with Spotify, or did you have to go through a third-party distributor to get it in the catalog? Um, third-party. Uh, I I didn't have at the time any knowledge of how one could just you know call up Spotify and say, "Hey, new record, go put it on like seven playlists." Um, so I, but I already had a digital distributor because, um, you know, some folks want to take songs with them in their, in their pocket or on their phone or whatever. So it was becoming something that absolutely had to be done. And Spotify was just kind of rolled into the package. I, I wasn't setting out to impress Spotify, but then to take control of your own account at the time. Now, I don't know how they do this now, but they, um, they make you really work to get followers. And once you get a certain amount of followers, and I, I'm sure the number is different from the number that I can't recall from when I was trying to beat the path to do this, um, you have to have a certain amount of followers on that account before they even give you the keys to your own page. Huh. Oh, wow. I did not know that. I don't know if it's still that way, but it was definitely a bug that was kind of up the butts of a lot of independent musicians. Myself 
certainly included. I mean, I I liked spamming everyone going, yeah, I know you like me on 17 social media pages, but could you please like me on this one too that you maybe don't even use? You know, I, I didn't like doing that much, but uh, you have to do it every time a new format or platform arises. You just have to. Sure. Uh, one question, there's a lot of talk about royalty rates with Spotify. Uh, and one question I we don't know from our perspective is that mm-hmm. when you're submitting your music to Spotify or other streaming platforms, are you given any room to negotiate your royalty rate? I'm not. Uh, now, that's not to say that the big distributor that I go through, I don't mean big as in like this is Warner Electra Atlantic or something, but I mean it's it's a distributor that helps numerous independent musicians, not just me. Um, it, it's nothing special. It's, you know, if you're watching this and you've got your music on Spotify, I probably went through the same channels that you did. But no, I, I wouldn't know how to get a hold of Spotify to change anything if I absolutely had to. The only things that I can that I have the keys to the car on are basically the images that uh, if you go to my Spotify profile, if you go to the Mark with a C page there, I I can change out the images. And if I'd like to work with their merch store, I can have the vinyl that there's some pages where, I don't know, say you go look at the new Lana Del Rey uh, track there'll be a little thumbnail above it where you can click on what appears to be a thumbnail of the album cover, but in actuality, it takes you to a web store where you can buy the record that you just streamed. That's cool and all, but it doesn't really work for folks like me who want to sort of be there, you know, the end point of sale. So uh, I'm allowed to change, I think, my bio, the social media links, that populate it and the images of me used in the header beyond that. It's completely up to Spotify. Okay. All right. So Um, like, uh, you know, when you go to a page and they've got all the singles at the bottom, like I, I don't want that to be the case. I want the singles to be littered through the discography when they chronologically showed up, but I don't have that power with Spotify. But interestingly, I also don't have that power on Bandcamp. I can move around the order that you see the, the thumbnails of the album art, but I, I can't separate into different groups either. So Spotify is not alone here uh, okay. on, in some of the ways that they could use improvement. But you were asking about royalty rates. What would you like to know about those? <laughs> yeah. No, it's good. It's good. Um, there's There's been a lot of different talk about uh, royalty rates, and I don't know if you can see this, but on our screen we're going to bring up uh, one of the pay tables that uh-huh. someone has pasted uh and it's been uh it's been said that there it is uh spotify on average for especially for independent musicians pays a third of a cent per stream uh to your knowledge is is this an accurate uh amount of royalties um as much as i want to say yes you've called the right expert for this i can tell you that it sure looks as low as you know the the, the paychecks that I get when it's just Spotify, but <laughs> I also don't think that nearly anybody else is bettering them with the money that they pay you via stream. I mean, I I never even put my music on title and it ended up there somehow, but I've also seen my checks from them and 
they're no better. And they were launched as something that was supposed to be artist friendly. Like that was their whole thing. Uh, I don't, when I talk about, when I say Spotify, often outside of this conversation, I'm talking about any place that one can stream music because they're kind of all the same <laughs> to me. They're, there's really, I guess title gives you the lossless option. You can flip a switch and decide that you want to hear things in full fidelity. Now, that doesn't account for mastering or the brick walling that you did to make your song louder than whatever people were listening to last. But they're all kind of equally problematic in the pay department. Okay. Well, that's that's good to know. And, yeah. and speaking as uh, the, the, the whole of uh, streaming platforms, uh, Mark, you're one of Orlando's top independent musicians. Uh, and this is, this is a very broad question, but would you say it's, if, is it reasonable for an independent artist today to make a living on stream royalties alone? No, Lady Gaga couldn't even do it. Did you ever see the paycheck she got for the year, just the streams for the song born this way, the year where you couldn't go anywhere and not hear born this way. Yeah, she yeah. made like a grand that year on that song. She made $1,000 on a song that is, whether you like it or not, part of the social fabric. I mean, it it literally is implanted in kids' DNA. Well, not literally. Okay. Literally, figuratively implanted in everybody's DNA. They hear the first few notes. They can pretty much sing you the rest of the song. And they don't even have to like Lady Gaga. It's just everywhere. And she herself could not even buy a decent used car based on the money she made from Spotify alone on one of the biggest songs released in the last 20 years. No, it's impossible. Okay. Mark, you, you're a, a big proponent of physical music, especially yeah. vinyl. We've talked with you a number of times about that. Um, and this is a question we've given to a number of people, and we're getting different answers. Uh, there are many who argue that streaming, not only Spotify, but all the platforms, uh, really help stimulate discovery and therefore help stimulate physical sales. Would you agree with that statement? It doesn't hurt. Um I I don't know that I'm necessarily the average consumer, but there were things that I'd heard uh, on Spotify that I went, oh, this is great. And then I went right out and grabbed the album before I think the song was even up. One example was I heard a song on some station on Shuffle by the band Stealing Sheep, a UK group. The song was called Genevieve. I went, this is fantastic. And before the song was even over, I'd already bought the record. So uh, at least once... It worked. And there's a few people that have said to me that they found me through an app called, I think it's called Forgetify, where songs that don't have a certain amount of plays or under, this app only plays those. And folks were finding some really deep cuts through that because there's, there's songs in my catalog. It's a large catalog that I don't remember until someone points it out and someone had like commented somewhere like oh hey i first heard you through this really ridiculously obscure song uh through forgetify so i looked into it and i went well this is kind of a neat app so i guess it it does happen occasionally but probably nowhere near as often as spotify is trying to argue that it happens i don't think the model of spotify is necessarily satan let me make that perfectly clear I am 100% on the train of 
whatever format you want to experience music in, I want you to have that right. I want you to have that capability. But let's face it, Spotify and the streaming services like it are robbing us blind, but they can't do it unless we sign up. But if you're not on Spotify, you might as well not exist. You are practically invisible. You have to be Neil Young to get an article written about the fact that you didn't like Spotify uh, Spotify, or that you removed your music from Spotify. You have to have a name like Neil Young because otherwise people are just like, why are you so lazy that you're making music your life yet you didn't put it where everybody listens to music? That's a problem. Absolutely. Um, we're going to take just a second here. If you, uh, we see some people are, are watching. If you have comments or questions for Mark, go ahead and just drop it in the comments and we'll do our best for, for Mark to answer them. Um, Mark, uh, you, you alluded to this in your last answer. Um, would you say Spotify is broken in some parts of its business model? Or do you think the problem is the mentality that some have that music and art should be free? That's a pretty broad either or. I got to say, you really did your homework on that one. Um, <laughs> both. Both. Uh, I, it, there's a simple ice cream theory that is taught in most elementary schools in America. And as flawed as American schools are, you know, even a broken clock is right twice a day, you know, etc. And that is... I mean, you guys probably remember this from math class when they would say, well, um, Susie opened up the ice cream stand and she can sell four ice cream cones at 25 cents a piece. But the person across the street, Jane, well, she opened up an ice cream stand and she's selling them at a lower profit margin, but she's selling more because she's fair to the customer, etc. We all know this equation that I'm talking about, this incredibly vague thing, but we've all dealt with it in some form of American standardized testing. But if they were to pay their artists a little bit more, especially the independent ones, if they were to pay us more, we would have no problem. I'm sorry in advance if I'm speaking for you and you don't agree other independent artists, but we would have no problem hustling far more because why wouldn't we advertise the place that's putting sandwiches on our plate? Why wouldn't we? But right now, Spotify acts like eh, it's kind of a drag to have all you independent folks on our server. So, I mean, we'd like to pay you less, but we can't figure out a smaller fraction. <laughs> but if you can get just... <laughs> a couple hundred more people to follow you here. We promise that we will still not pay. Like, yeah, of course that's broken. Of course that's broken. But on the other side of it, like you said, that either or. Just uh, earlier this afternoon, I was talking to my wife about how I was shocked that I was looking forward to the new Roger Daltrey solo album. Because on what planet does that sound good? But some of the advanced singles were like, oh, Hey, Roger may have something to say here. I'm I'm really interested. So uh, I reached for my phone. The album's not out yet. That was the first place I thought of to play her some of the preview single. So I see its its place in in the marketplace. But I've also had people walk right past my merch stands after seeing me for the first time and go, "Oh, I'll just go listen to it for free online." I, that 
Thanks, Radiohead. <laughs> yeah, that's the truth. Yeah. I mean, that's ultimately what it is. They weren't the first, though they everybody no. blames them. But yeah. um I also don't think music should be held hostage and and what what's the word I'm looking for? I don't think you should be penalized for not having a ton of money to throw at music and that it should be something that's only offered to the highest bidder either. Uh if someone really wants to hear my stuff. I don't want to stop them from doing that. So I'm okay with letting people uh, download the records under pay what you want. If you want it bad enough anyways, you can go to Spotify, set up Audacity, stream the record, rip it. Like, I mean, it's easy. It's the easiest thing in the world to do right now, to have free music. And most kids born today will never have just uh, the simple thing of picking up, I don't know, TV's Kyle, uh, a pocket full of quarters, taking out this object and putting it into another object. It will simply be so foreign and archaic to them that it may not be able to make a comeback. And for this reason, I believe that the next major resurgence that we're going to see, like vinyl, or in a smaller way, the cassette resurgence, is going to be radio. Because every car, almost every car, has one, and kids can recognize it. They can't do that necessarily with CDs and DVDs if they're not raised that way. And how do you tell someone at 16 when it's never crossed their mind, hey, you should pay for that thing? How are you supposed to tell them that when that's not the way that, that society that they were raised in works? Oh, exactly. We're, we're looking at 20 years since Napster launched. We're looking at 20 years of free music with, with this mentality of, why should I pay it? I mean, these people who were downloading music in their basements are you know, for free illegally mm-hmm. now have children who will be doing, who are streaming it legally. So, right? And the artist still isn't getting paid. So. <laughs> <laughs> it, um, well, let me ask you this though. One thing we always are looking for is solutions. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is, this is a broad question. You may not have an answer for it and that's okay. But if tomorrow you woke up and you were the CEO of every digital streaming platform, Spotify, YouTube, Deezer, you name it. You you were given the keys to the digital kingdom, and someone came to you and said, "Fix this system for independent musicians." What are some things you would do? Ask the artists. Full stop. Before I even think I have a solution, I would just say, "Dear artists, what can we do to make this better for you? Because without you, we have a empty, gooey of what looks like it can hold music. That's it." Just ask the artists. It gets pretty simple. If someone somewhere is being marginalized and you recognize that, ask them how to fix it. How could they fix it for me? That part I can answer, which is just, I don't know, notice trends and unprogram your algorithms. They're terrible. Your algorithms are just god-awful. The music that you suggest to my listeners... could not be further removed from anything that I actually sound like. And this is an an area where Pandora's actually got it all over Spotify. Spotify tends to learn which artists to associate you with by um, concerts, usually uh, collected through the database at Songkick, where Pandora actually analyzes, okay, here's the BPM, here's which frequencies are being used, Uh, I don't like Pandora nearly as much, even as a listener, but they actually will suggest some, some artists that 
you may have a passing interest in if you came to hear, I don't know, Robin Hitchcock or something. But first and foremost, ask the artists, what will make this a better experience for you so that you can make more money, more fans, and therefore want to wave the Spotify flag? It's very simple. The simplest thing, and they haven't done it. Mm-hmm. Well, one can hope. So that's the best answer you could have given. Yeah, that was good. That's good. So we are solving the world's <laughs> problems here with Mark. <laughs> we're we're figuring it all out. Are you listening to Spotify? <laughs> Digital streaming world? This all is right. for you. That's, right. that's assuming that anyone would take me seriously, but. <laughs> well, one thing we do take serious, Mark, is, is your music. We've always been big fans and big supporters of it. That's uh, a great segue. Thank you. You're very welcome. <laughs> yeah. uh, but let's segue right into that. Mark, uh, for those watching, uh, tell everybody uh, about your latest project and where they can hear more from you. Oh, sure. Uh, my newest record's called Obscurity, and they've been showing you pictures of the front cover done by that, Catherine. It's um, a record that I've been working towards for many, many years. If you're, uh, say, under the age of 40, it's sarcastic indie rock, sarcastic indie pop. If you're over the age of 40, it's brand new classic rock. If you're dead at 40, I don't know how to describe it to you because I don't know how to market things to myself either. And that's my age bracket. Um, (laughs) It's kind of sarcastic. It's highly catchy. It's really fun to look at. Uh, The the vinyl absolutely does sound better than the digital. It had different mastering because I know how things work. And uh, if you like me and, and you like my snarky but almost honest answers, I think you might like the record too. However, if you think that I'm a jerk face and that I don't know what I'm talking about, stay away from obscurity because I think I know what I'm talking about on that record too. <laughs> Very well. Where, where can people buy it, Mark? Markwithac.bandcamp.com. Uh, you can also just get there through markwithac.com. Uh, there's, a, there's two tabs. There's one where you can click on listening or you can click on get tangible goods or something. I forget what the, the what the, the thesaurus told me to punch in instead of merch that day, but um, you can do it there or you can, uh, if you want to just acquire it through purely digital means and have nothing physical and live in an empty shack with no, no decorations no just empty shelves hell you don't even need shelves like that's fine i get it and i'm that way with some artists too and i don't begrudge you for it you can listen on spotify you can uh, also get it at itunes and pretty much all of your your normal digital retailers but if you want the physical project you've got to go through me very good uh, mark you also are pretty active on patreon is that correct yeah, yeah, I've got a Patreon that helps me make all of the all, all the stuff that's uh, upcoming. I, I've got a lot of things that I'm working towards in December of looking at the the year right now because I I just blanked on the year. That's the age I am. I am <laughs> blanked on the year years old. Um, yeah, I think it's December of next year will be my 20th anniversary of doing Mark with a C, and I've got a lot of plans for that. And I can get stuff done on time the more support that I acquire at patreon.com slash mark with a C. And you're not just throwing money into a black hole there. You're getting stuff in return. And I'm really, I, well, pretty good probably at keeping you updated with what's going on. So you have constant reminders that you're not throwing your money into a black hole. 
Very good. And we are pushing the link right now on the on the on the stream and we'll put it up on the the video too once this is done. Uh with your permission, we want to play uh one of the tracks from your new album, uh Terribly Popular. Oh, go nuts. Sure. Play whatever you'd like. Thanks a lot. We're gonna switch the album cover while we do that. Terribly popular off uh, Mark with the C's new album. Um, also, nothing new. It's been a few months now, hasn't it, been Mark? Or? Yeah, it uh, it doesn't feel like it because the the creative process was so protracted, so long. Um, and I forgot to mention, of course, that playing drums on that track and, and doing some backing vocals with me and the producer of the record is Jordan Zadarozny, who you might know from the act Blinker the Star. You might know him from uh, producing Mandy Moore or Chris Cornell. He also co-wrote some tracks on Hole's Celebrity Skin record, but my heart is with his Blinker the Star material, and it was I was in high school when I heard the second Blinker the Star record on the day of release, and that was the dream. One day I would get okay enough to where maybe that guy would take me seriously, and now we're friends, and 
you know, we got to make a really cool record together and I, I couldn't be more proud of it. Every, uh, nearly every person that I know that I love best in their creative endeavors worked on this album in some capacity with me. So it's, Frankly, the bright spot, this has been a terrible day for me. And the bright spot was remembering all of the, the good stuff that went into making obscurity. So it even picks me up on low days. Well, that's good. great. All right. <laughs> all right. Well, I think we're going to wrap it up there. Mark, thanks so much for joining us. As always, we, we appreciate always your input and everything. So oh, thank um, you for having me. You bet. Make sure to check him out. We'll make sure all the links are below. Uh, so if you're watching this on uh, Facebook, YouTube. Um, make sure you hitting all those subscribe buttons and everything. That's important. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and all the, but we don't Snapchat. Damn it. Not yet. We're no never going. Okay. Just we're not going there. <laughs> all right. So, uh, Make sure you follow us. But the best way, of course, is get it on vinyl.com. We've been doing this for a lot of years. We're going to do it for a lot more years. So you better get on board now. But this wax cast is all about connecting with the vinyl community. People who yeah. love the vinyl community are part of the vinyl community who um, just promote the format and promote the hobby. So are you part of the vinyl community? We want to talk to you. We want to put you in the wax cast just like we just put Mark on. So get in touch with us. It's not that hard. Hit us up. We want to talk to you. So we'll see you next week. we got another great one planned what he said. <laughs>